Welcome, everyone, to the Food, Farms, and Chefs radio show with restaurant industry author Kevin Wilson, highly acclaimed chef Gene Blum, and food photojournalist Amaris Pollock. Join them as they interview the biggest names in the restaurant industry, tell you about the latest food trends, and give you recipes and cooking tips, too. So let's get the show started. Welcome to our listeners around the world via the podcast. Our listeners on our FM station in New York and our listeners on our two Philadelphia radio stations. It's Tuesday evening drive time for you. We have an outstanding show today, so let's get this great show started. At this time, it's such a great honor to introduce a friend of Food Farms and Chefs, a fellow foodie, a great eater, a great master of comfort foods, Michael Sarian of Curly's and Langhorn. Michael, welcome to Food Farms and Chefs. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Michael, it's a great pleasure to have you on board. Um, you know, it's just been wonderful lately seeing the social media press about people coming up and trying Curly's, traveling. I read the other day somebody traveled from Connecticut down to your place to have a cheesesteak and rated it as the number one cheesesteak they've ever had. What do you attribute to all this like great press and success lately? People just acclaiming you as the top three, top two, top cheesesteak person in the area, as well as all your other comfort food. Um, first, let me say it's an honor to dream. Um, I think a consistency is a big key to what we do and the people enjoying our food. It's pretty amazing to see these people coming from all over, California, Colorado, Connecticut, as you mentioned. It's just it's amazing. The dream. Well, let's start off with a little bit about Michael Sari and, and, and Curly in itself. Tell us a little bit, tell our listeners about your background and how you got started eating, competitive eating, and it all started when I was about eight years old. I always wanted to be a chef and own my own restaurant. And ironically, it all came to pass. So I was one of the few people that could say, since I remembered, I always wanted to be in food service. And I got lucky enough to do what I really wanted to do in life. Um, in regards to a competitive eating, I just did the wing bowl one time first, and then it was pretty cool. It was fun, and we did it uh, two other times. Came in uh, eighth, seventh, and sixth, and then my doctor told me I had to stop. <laughs> yeah, no wonder. So one of the things that I really love you do is you cook from your heart. You add so much to it, bring what you would want to eat, family comfort food, that everybody feeling good around the table. Is that family-based? Did you grow up with that from grandparents or something like that? Um, when I was growing up, we did eat dinner at the table all the time, so that was a big influence. Uh, 
I think the first time I really got into the comfort food scene was when I went over a friend's house and they had made something that I grew up on and I took a bite and I brought some tears to my eyes. And that's when I said, I think this is pretty cool. So that's what I try and emulate. I try and emulate old fashioned cooking. That's going to bring memories back and nostalgia for my customers. And so far, knock on wood, it's working pretty well. Well, it certainly is. You've become really the rave of cheesesteaks and comfort food places. And I keep touching about cheesesteak because that's such an important thing in Philadelphia. But you do so much more. I mean, you have, I don't know, 15 types of mac and cheese. You have all kinds of great weekly specials, including some of the most delicious crab cakes you'll ever have. Tell us about your menu. What what can we expect when we go to Curly's? Uh, tell us about the menu and what? What we can expect when we come there. What do you expect? Okay, so um, pretty much we try and make food that you don't need to season. I... I really like food that I could sit down at the table and just eat it, and I don't have to worry about a salt pepper shaker. Um, so we try and season our food at every level um, to make sure that you enjoy it in that way. I would do a lot more if I possibly could, but the restaurant's only so big, <laughs> and we can only do so many things. And there's so much food to cook out there in the world. Uh, I don't think there's enough time to get it all in, though. One of the things that I find when I go to your place is the absolute variety of this, a basic mac and cheese or a basic chicken tender, basic fry, but I can get it 15 different ways. Is that something that you came from your clients or from your customers? Out of, out of curiosity, because you have so many varieties of mac and cheese, um, I, you know, I want to jump in here and, and just bring up the fact that it's not just any mac and cheese it's it's like this delicious like creamy mac and cheese that you top with so many different things so how did you come up with all the different varieties well i mean everybody has a different taste as far as their palates go so um a lot of the ingredients we already have at the restaurant uh and so you play around and you mix it all up make a bacon mac and cheese and shrimp scampi mac and cheese the firecracker shrimp, two tomatoes, and so this is all, all ingredients that we have, and we just mix it with the mac and cheese, and we taste it, and we say, okay, that's good, and so we put it on the menu. And I'm glad that you put that on the menu because I had that. <laughs> you sent me home with that the last time that I came up, um, and actually, I my cousin with me so that he could experience your cheesesteak because I say this often and I'm not shy about it. Like your cheesesteak, if I could marry a cheesesteak, your cheesesteak is the cheesesteak oh, I would marry. Um, <laughs> it's just the how you execute the cheesesteak. You know, you're, you're not like putting like an extreme flair. Well, your basic one, I'm not talking about the, the stuff that you have, like because you have interesting cheesesteaks as well. You don't have just the, the you know, the ribeye that's in there with the Cooper uh, American that, you know, you, you put in and it's just so 
good. It's it's like ooey, uh, like oozing of the cheese and like just the flavor of the meat with how you um just baste your, you know, season it. It's so delicious on its own. But then, you know, you come, you as you had said, you have the ingredients there with you and they're all comfort foods that you kind of add on and get creative with. But then you also have your specials. Um, one of the specials, and I commented it, I commented on it um, recently on your Instagram, was that you had a brisket for for one of your specials, and it just you can see how delicious it is just from that one the the two shots that you put up. So, how do you come up with the the specials? Um, to be honest with you, I've opened the line of communication. <laughs> with our customers and I have asked them a million times, Hey, if there's something you're in the mood for, send me a message. I'll try and make it happen. Um, that's the fun part about food service is everybody has a different idea of, of foods and stuff. And it makes it fun to try and make something with an ingredient that somebody might say, and you try and make them enjoy it. You know, it's, it's it's just, it actually makes my life a little easier when people pop out suggestions and then I could be like, all right, that sounds good. Okay, like stroganoff. That's our special tomorrow. I was doing stroganoff. Um, last week, I think we did stuffed shells and meatballs as far as the family meal. Yeah. Well, one of the things too, Michael, I could talk about very easily with your food is the portion size. You know, as Amherst is talking about marrying a cheesesteak, I'm going to tell you the size matters. <laughs> and when you go to Curly's for what you pay anywhere else for a cheesesteak, you walk home with a dinner and a half. You have something for the next day. I mean, your portions are incredible. How are you getting away with doing that? How am I getting away with doing that? Yeah, because everybody else is crying, you know, poor, and, you know, we can't afford to do this, and we can't afford to do that. And you are giving extreme quality and a big portion for the same price as anyone else. When I go out to eat, I want to eat food. I want to leave full. And that's how I base my portions, that, that I want to make sure that people leave full. And then I worry about the money afterwards. But uh, luckily, luckily, you know, we've been all right. Our suppliers are doing the best they can. Prices are going up, of course. And we're running on a tight uh, food cost. You know, with the with the volume, it makes up for it. Makes sense? Yeah, it certainly does. You have a great value in your food. You have, uh, you know, a tremendous quality. It's, it's very family-friendly. And you do a lot of family-friendly menu options where you can get dinner for four and this and that. One of the other things is a whole line of sauces and spices. Tell our listeners about that. The different um, varieties that you have out for, that are available, not only just in store, but also for you to, you know, sell that people, you know, can go in and purchase and bring home. We have a line of sauces. Uh, that's one thing that we definitely go back a little bit uh, during COVID, and we're looking forward to bringing it back out again now that things are opening up. Uh, so right now you'll see mild buffalo wing sauce and hot buffalo wing sauce with a speckle of buffalo garlic. And we want to get our rubs back out again. Um, 
So that's going to start growing probably within the next six months or so. Which is very good because, I mean, everything that you put out is so delicious. Um, now, one of the things I wanted to mention is when I was there, like, you know, you're very – like people you're a very big people person and people were walking in and you know everyone within your community like you know if somebody if somebody needed to help out um help with uh food insecurity or you know just like a little extra like help throughout the the month or whatever you're you know you know you know people that are walking in you're you're a neighborhood guy you have a lot of people who are, are a lot of customers who come visit you on a frequent basis and you you give back to the community so what else do you do in order to help out you know the community that surrounds you um whatever it takes honestly i mean i have I have people and organizations coming to me asking me for certain things, food or donations. We take care of it that way. Um, some get a little more personal, you know, uh, somebody might pass away and need a little help with, uh, you know, organizing funeral food and things like that. And we'll take care of that as well. Um, I really don't like to, you know, put it out there as much, but, you know, we definitely have people coming to us and organizations uh, asking us for certain things and we help that way. And I mean, it, but it matters. It matters definitely, you know, to, to somebody who's, you know, having to handle something like that or deal with, you know, an ordeal that you're able to, to give back, that you have a big heart and, you know, you're there because you, like to help support the community. So, you know, like, well, yeah. Again, I mean, I'm there because of you guys, because of the customers. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be there. So if there's anything that, you know, I could possibly do and, and it's going to help out most of the time we do. And we do that. Now we do get asked a lot. So, you know, we do sometimes have to pick and choose some things that we, that, that we do. But again, if it wasn't for the customers, they wouldn't be in us. Yeah. And that's the most important thing I try and teach my staff and my family, you know, uh, to respect that and to really understand and to be humble because if it's not for them, we're not there. Absolutely. Hey, Michael, this is Kevin Wilson. I just have a quick question for you. You are a superstar on the Facebook cheesesteak pages. Everybody loves Curly's. Lots of people giving the reviews. Cheesesteak guru page. Uh, they love you. Uh, so what do we got going on at the store uh, as far as specials? When we have our tailgate package, our fourth and goal package. Exactly. Those are really popular during football season. If I speaking about that. We're going to be reopening on Sundays, on September 11th. So that's pretty cool. I'm excited about that. That's uh, what I was trying to I get to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? That's what I was insinuating in my question. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we got uh, – I had given the staff off on Sundays uh, to spend some Sundays with the family over the summertime, and I'm glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting back to Sundays again. And football season and selling a million wings and 
Yeah, it's always fun. <laughs> and, um, you know, speaking of with all of the sports and, and whatnot that are coming up, coming back, um, when people want to order from you, uh, where can they find you? Uh, the best bet is to give us a call at 267-639-0787. Uh, it's 1140 Bristol Ox Valley Road, Levittown, PA. One nine zero five six. There's no online ordering yet. I just keep on calling. And sometimes the phones get busy, but yeah, just keep on plugging away at the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for our listeners out there who are tuning in to WWDB eight sixty on Tuesday, um, his special for the day you said was beef stroganoff. Beef stroganoff over egg noodles. A single portion, which weighs about 18 ounces, wow. is uh, 15.95, and then a family, which weighs about four pounds, feeds between five to eight people. It comes with a chocolate chip cookie and a salad. Because you know how and that's family you... cost uh, sixty dollars for that. All right, and you have to well, you have to balance it with the salad. All <laughs> 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 right. Healthy. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us on Food Farms and Chefs. Thank you, Michael. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we love your food. Thank you. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back. To become a sponsor of our show and have your business or event promoted on every single podcast platform, two Philadelphia radio stations on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. evening drive time and FM station in New York, send us an email to either foodfarmsandchefs at yahoo.com or diningonadive at yahoo.com. And we're back. Amorous Pollock, introduce us to your fabulous guest. Hi, everyone, our Food Farms and Chefs family. Let me introduce you to one of the most amazing Italian bakeries, Italian market owners in South Jersey, uh, Donna Baggio of Baggio Breads. Donna. Hi, Emma. Hi. Welcome to our show. So, um, you know, I've I I was introduced to you actually from John Cole, who used to be um, part of the Dining on the Dime show, and you know he was always talking about how good your food is, and I finally got to experience it, and it was heavenly. Um, you know, so he introduced me to you to your your entire family because you are a family owned business. But how did you guys get started in this business? Okay, so we're in business a little over 30 years. We started out with a bread bakery called Baggio's Italian Bakery. And we had, you know, the the trucks on the street delivering to pizzerias, restaurants, caterers, wedding venues of all sorts. And we had a little retail store that sold Italian cookies, uh, stuffed breads, which is like a stromboli basically, but, you know, it's Ours is stuffed, uh, homemade pizzas, focaccia, Italian cheesecake. So that was the scope of our business. So moving forward, we, we were in one location. That be got, became too small. We moved to another location. Then around 2008, um, we had contracted a deal with TGI Friday to do all their burger buns. So we had to move to a bigger location, at which point we kind of got 
uh, we downsized the retail scope of it, and we just were doing all, you know, the burger buns and breads, all artisan breads, still delivering, but we were, had then taken on a lot of frozen, like with Cisco Foods, Foods Galore, Julius Silver, you know, some some big companies. So then COVID hit, and that wiped us out completely. So we were like, oh, my God, what are we going to do here? So we decided that, you know, food was always in our wheelhouse. And that's what we did. We started doing a little bit of curbside. Our store was very, very small at the plant because we just had local restaurants picking up breads and stuffed breads and things like that. So it just took off. So we opened May, June, and July. We closed down August, made it a little bit bigger. Uh, that was in 20. Then 21, we closed down again in August. We made it bigger and we incorporated, we reopened the kitchen, which now we do full scale foods. We do all Italian foods chicken cutlets, homemade meatball, everything's homemade, everything. Nothing comes out of a bag. It's all farm to table, fresh veggies delivered, fresh foods delivered. We do porchetta, meatballs, chicken cutlets, fried eggplant, fried tomatoes, all kinds of pasta dishes, um, some seafood dishes, beautiful sandwiches, Amherst, you've seen the sandwiches, (laughs) and, and pizzas, and stuffed breads, and Italian cookies, Italian pastry. So we are uh, olive oil, pastas from Italy, uh, Italian coffees. So we incorporated the foods, the bread goods, the baked goods, and then we made a little market as well where people could come in and get what they can't find at a supermarket. Everything is imported, imported candies, imported chocolates. So we're having a lot of fun with it. And you do have a lot of fun with it because, you know, and there you you will go there and sometimes there's a line out, you know, line out the door because it is very popular and the food is made with love. You know, you and your husband are, you know, behind scene. Actually, your whole family kind of incorporated it into the, the making of uh, and decision making uh, behind all the foods that are offered. You know, I've gone there on several occasions where you're like, here, try this. We're, you know, we're thinking about putting this on the menu. And, you know, yeah. so you you really kind of involve yourself in the community too. Oh, we do. We do a lot in the community. Uh, we don't keep any foods that are left over. We'll either give them to local families or we'll call the homeless shelters. We've done things with the animal shelters that so we do try to give back, um, you know, as much as we can. And it is family run. It's, you know, my husband is the bread genius. We call him the bread boss. So he's amazing with dough. And he's also amazing with food. Um, my son, you know, he has a, a full-time job, but uh, he'll come in maybe on a Saturday. He'll make fresh mozzarella and he'll, you know, play around in the kitchen my other son works there as well. He runs the back end, um, like in the warehouse, and he likes to cook too. So we all have our hands in it, each one of us. 
And I have to give a shout out to your son, too, because I remember, I don't remember exactly when, but he was trying to come up with a vegetarian meatball. And you actually sent me home with some of the samples of the vegetarian meatball. And I have to say, like, not only was it, like, hefty, like, it was a good-sized portion in all of your food is just, you know, if you go there, come hungry because it is not a small portion. It's a very large portion and, you know, with quality ingredients, too. Um, but, like, I was highly impressed with that vegetarian meatball because it it did. It had heft to it. And, it you know, it, it felt like a meatball. Yeah. Well, we do a lot of polpatha, which is a, a meat, which is, which is a ball. We do eggplant. We do zucchini. We do stuffed meatballs, pork. We, we do a lot of different things in there. And the customer base loves it. They love, we have a lot of standard things, but we try to do a lot of street food from Italy. We do arrocinis and souplis and some fritters. So we always try to make it, you know, happy and interesting for our clientele. So they love it, you know, and we love it. You know, we we consider our customers our family of friends and they'll come and they'll taste and John's one of them. <laughs> John comes often and he'll do a tasting and he'll either give us a yay or a nay, you know, mostly yay, but you know, you never know. Sometimes it's a nay. But uh we do. We really love, love, love what we do and we love our customers. We we, we become so um friendly with our customers that, you know, they come quite frequently and, you know, we know all of our customers by their first names. They frequent several times a week. If we don't see them for, I don't know if they're on vacation, they always come back and, you know, they, they're always warmed to trying something new. And I think that's what makes it fun. You know, that's what's keeping us going because it's been quite difficult for COVID. You know, we lost everything. So, you know, and we're thrilled that, the base of South Jersey has embraced us. We've won four awards so far. Um, we've won for stuffed breads. We've won for sandwiches. We've won for pizza. Um, we've won for several things. So we are very happy. We're very blessed, very grateful. And we're grateful for you, too. Um, I always forget the names of your sandwiches and because and, you, you give them special names. Um, but one of my favorite uh, sandwiches that I, I've got, I've gone back and gotten it several times from you is the chicken cutlet with the, um, with the arugula on top and the honey drizzle. That is called the Donna Maria. I don't know. So each of our sandwiches is something special to whoever. So I would always eat a salad with a, with a chicken cutlet with fig, arugula, and goat cheese with a balsamic fig dressing. And, you know, when we were making our sandwich menu, my one son said, well, I really like that on a roll. So that's how that was born. And that's how most of our sandwiches were born. Uh, you know, we have customers that will come in and say, can you throw this together for us? And if it works, you know, we'll then name it after the customer. So, like, we have the Connor, we have a Giuseppe, we have the Big Mike. So, you know, they're all they're all pretty much after someone or something that someone has asked us to make. And it just took off. 
and you know, hopefully, I'll be able to come up with a sandwich so that you know you can create it. And, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you you've got to give a lot of love, a lot of amorous to a sandwich. <laughs> Whatever you want, sweetie, you call it, we'll do it. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, you know, one of the things that I also want to bring up is you offer, like, because a lot of places offer family meals. You do something outside of just family meals if a family goes on vacation. So what kind of what kind of options do families have, not just for family meals, but also for your vacation packages? Well, we did really well with that this summer. We we tried to make it easy for people because things are so rough out there that we came up with a vacation package that was a really nice, hefty package for, you know, five days of food for a family of four. Uh, we did a porchetta. We did sausage and pepper and meatballs and sauce, chicken, call it eggplant parm. That came with bread. Uh, we gave them a loaf of multigrain and a loaf of country white that could be probably for breakfast. We made them a French toast casserole. We gave them uh, 12 jumbo chocolate chip cookies. It came with two bags of pasta. It came with uh, a pan of broccoli, raw roasted peppers, and provolone that would go with the porchetta. And we also gave them a dozen and a half of rolls. So all that was for $400. And um, people just loved it because they didn't have to cook for the week. And, you know, it's quite expensive to go out to dinner these days with the, with the kids. And, you know, whoever loved our food felt that it was restaurant quality food in the privacy and the comfort of their home. Exactly. And it is restaurant quality food. You know, you, you, you have to like come in there and appreciate the fact that everything is made with the highest quality ingredients that you can find. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, you're sending them home with something where they know for sure they're getting a great meal. And with the vacation package, it's not just a meal. It's, you know, multiple meals that cover, you know, your entire, you know, vacation. Yeah, it did. And we had some, uh Several customers called, left messages. They enjoyed the food. They loved the breakfast. The kids loved all the dinners. You know, they had the pasta. So it really worked out well for them, you know. Uh, and they said that the portions were so nice that they actually had some left for lunch and whatever. So, you know, that worked out. And we gave them instructions on how to reheat and how to freeze the rolls if they wanted to do that. So um, that was that really went well for us. They liked that. And and I I have to say because I don't know if um your sausage and peppers is on that list but oh wow <laughs> like yeah, I, it's on, hmm it is on the list yeah. okay because I'm like that is one of my favorite things from you too actually when I was when I was doing a little bit of prep work for today, I was looking, I was like, you know what? I should order, and I don't want to order just one pound. I kind of want to order like two pounds of the sausage and peppers from you. <laughs> you can put that in now. Um, <laughs> um, just because it's so, so good. Like, and you're not like weighing it down heavily with tons of oil. Um, now, I do want to, oops, sorry. Now, we do use very high quality olive oils so you'll never get that, like, greasy aftertaste. We use beautiful peppers, homemade sausage. So, I, you know, that all 
plays a part in, you know, each component of the foods. That's why I think that's such a, a big seller because it is very, and it, we even do it on our pizza and people love our sausage and pepper pizza. Yeah. And I wanted to bring that up too. So I'm glad that you, you brought, you mentioned pizza again. Um, if you go to your, your Italian market um, section in your store, you can, you have like grab and go pizzas that are already made. Oh yes. Every day. Our counters are loaded every day. You can certainly order, of course, whatever you like. And people could come and order and we'll make it for you right then as well. But we always have about four full sheet pans of pizza out. Um, uh, standard is always a tomato pie, an upside down, which is cheese on the bottom, sauce on the top. We do a white, whether it's, you know, with broccoli, spinach, some kind of veggie pie. Uh, and then we'll throw something special out. You know, if it's a Friday, we'll do a white clam. Uh, we could do an everything, which we call the New Yorker, stuffed on a honey pepper pie, sausage and, sausage and pepper. So, yeah, we do have a lot of grab and goes. And our pizzas are really tasty. Our dough, you know, is just outstanding. His, his dough is amazing, which is dough. It really is. And I can I can attest to that because I've had it um, in numerous versions, either like through the bread, through the pizza, through the strum, uh, the stuffed bread. I've had every mm-hmm. iteration of your uh, of your dough. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank you. Well, wow. <laughs> you're welcome. Now, within the uh, few minutes that we have left, I want to also bring up the fact that you have bakery items too, a lot of wide selection, which I know you you mentioned the cookies, which are so good, fresh out of the oven, um, but they're definitely still very, very tasty, very good. You know, when you bring them home, like you can warm them up a little bit in, the, in you know, your toaster oven if you want like that fresh baked cookie taste, um, but mm-hmm. you have so many baked items that, that are available too. Well, we're, we specialize in a Sicilian ricotta cannoli. Um, our shells are from Sicily, and we have a beautiful ricotta. And we also do a limoncello. We do a hazelnut. We do an amarena cherry. So we do some Italian spinoffs on the on the cannoli. And then we have a wide range of Italian pastries as well. Uh, actually, my son, um, he, my niece was in Nap- uh, Naples, uh, in Rome, and she sent a picture of a um, of one of the pastries, and he nailed it. And he's, you know, we, we have that. We have tea biscuits. We do cakes, strawberry shortcake, um, cannoli cakes. Our cheesecakes are marvelous. New York cheese, ricotta cheese. Around the holidays, like Easter and whatnot, we do... Like Struffoli, we do Struffoli for Christmas. We have a beautiful Pignoli now cookie around St. Patty's Day and St. Joseph's Day, which is a very big holiday. We do the Zeppelis and the St. Joseph cakes. So we do. We have a large array of pastries. We do these fruit tarts that, that are just amazing. He does um, like a, a ricotta cheese with all fresh fruit, and then it's dressed in a puff pastry. Our tea biscuits, we do raisin, we do butterscotch, we do cranberry nut, and um, our bread and rolls are the best. I mean, we have a beautiful line of bread and rolls, too. 
You do. And they're not just little, like, the, like you, you know, store size. They're oversized bread. Um, but we have just about a minute left. So uh, let our listeners know where to find you online and in person. So online, you can go to bajiasbread.com. And our website is viewable right now. And it will be open in a couple of days. We, we were closed for the month of August. However, we will be open on September the 7th, which is next Wednesday. So the lines um, for ordering will be, again, open within the next couple of days. Our address is 823 Eastgate Drive, Suite 3, Mount Laurel, New Jersey, 08054. Our telephone is 856-642-9955. Our hours of operation are Wednesday through Saturday from 11 to 5. So uh, we are closed um, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday for right now. And what else could I add to that? Um, Oh, I gave you the phone number. So if you need to call an order, that's fine. We do a lot of catering as well. And there's a, if you go online, you'll see some beautiful catering. Uh, like charcuterie boots and bread and all sorts of nice things. Awesome. Uh, Donna, thank you so much for joining us on Food Farms and Chefs. And I am putting my order in for two pounds of the sausage and pepper right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. You can find Chef Gene Blum at ibfoodie2 across all social media or email him at ibfoodie2 at yahoo.com. And you can find Amaris Pollock at arpollockus across social media or email her at arpollockus at gmail.com to become a sponsor of the show or become a guest at Food Farms and Chefs. And we're back. Chef Gene, introduce us to your fabulous guest. Well, when it comes to wines and spirits and all things alcohol, and now all things non-alcoholic, there is no better guest that we could have on than our good friend Frank Pogliero from French the Wine Shop in Wilmington, Delaware. Frank, welcome to Food Farms and Chefs. Thank you for joining us again. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me back on. Well, Frank, before we get into what everybody's drinking for Labor Day coming up, we have a fabulous event coming up at, at Frank's in the very near future, kind of the end of the summer blowout. Uh, please tell our listeners what you got going on because it is the event to end the summer with. Yeah, thanks for uh, wanting to highlight it. It's going to be um, it's called Last Sips of Summer. Uh, Frogtoberfest, not Oktoberfest, but Frogtoberfest for Jeremiah. And uh, so, yeah, Frogtoberfest 302, and it is an outdoor event, uh, a brewfest, if you will, um, out in our shared parking lot with Winter Audi, um, who is uh, our neighbor, great neighbor, and they're uh, one of our sponsors of it as well. And so, yeah, large area, uh, outdoors, on Sunday, September 18th from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. And we are pretty much going to have every single brewer, Delaware brewer and Delaware winery and Delaware distillery and meadery and cidery here um, right outside our front doors. 
uh, in a walk-around format with, uh, yeah, we'll have 30, 30 vendors. And, yeah, basically just a, a tasting of everything, all the Delaware libations, beer, wine, spirits, ciders, and mead. Uh, and we're getting incredible, incredible traction uh, from, like, all the – all the, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are like small businesses and they're just thrilled that we're going to highlight them, uh, you know, at this, at this event. It's kind of cool because it's, uh, it's all Delaware. You know, a lot of times there's a lot of local brew fests and whatnot, but they kind of go local. But this is, uh, we've never really had one that's all local to 100% all Delaware. So see, we're looking forward to it. Pretty exciting, exciting stuff. Well, all your events that you were doing now are all your public events and really, you know, so many of them took off during COVID when people couldn't be inside and you were doing so much to help people, you know, get out of the doldrums and, and be able to get out and socialize in a safe manner, um, you know, have always been a great success. And I know this one's going to be, you know, absolutely as magnificent as it comes, you know, but adding, you know, the meteries, adding you know, some different things to introduce people, you know, what a great thing because people really don't know much about mead. They don't really know a lot of, you know, some of the other spirits that are coming big today. You know, is that something now that's getting big in the store? You know, I wouldn't say big in the store. Um, it's definitely, you know, a pretty, pretty small niche. Um, you know, it's not like anything that we highlight in the store. We, we do have a section. We kind of like put all our meads in with like our kind of split between our local section and our dessert wine section. Um, there's a lot of the meads we carry are local. And there's a great meadery like three miles from us um, called Acoustic um, Liquid, no, Liquid Alchemy, Liquid Alchemy Brewers. They're incredible. Sure, sure. They do a, a great mead and beautiful, beautiful meads. Um, and, and what's cool about it is the owner is going to be here. A lot of the owners are all going to be here, which is great. The, so like the master distillers, the, the, the brew masters, uh, the winemakers will all be here. So it's, it's kind of a great opportunity to, um, to have a lot of these guys here. Well, if our listeners don't know, meat is probably the oldest yeah. fermented spirit, uh, you know, that exists today. It goes back, you know, you know, thousands of years and it was you know, originally using honey as, you know, a natural yeast and things like that. But, you know, meat is, is a wonderful beginning of a, you know, an event. And it's also great at the end with dessert. It's just, you know, a lot of fun and something, you know, different and a great way to educate, you know, your guests and have a little bit of fun doing that. So what else is new with Frank's wine and, and you know, what other new products now you're highlighting? I, I know last time we talked about your incredible line of non-alcoholic spirits and things like that that really are creating cocktail-like experiences for you know people who are either a designated driver or choose not to have a cocktail that evening. Yeah, that's still going strong for sure. The whole non-alcoholic segment with you know all of the beer, wine, spirits, mixed cocktails. Um, it's starting to see, you know, just kind of being out and about at different restaurants in, in our local area here and just seeing a lot of, uh, you know, sections even on menus and on the drink menus for non-alcoholic cocktails, you know, buzz-free cocktails, zero proof. So, it, which I think is great. I mean, I just think it's, uh, I mean, great business-wise for the restaurants, you know, I think most of these, the non-drinkers would 
you know, maybe get a $3 iced tea. Now they're buying a $15 non-alcoholic Manhattan. So <laughs> certainly helps the bottom line of restaurants. Um, smart thing to do, I think. Yeah, no, I, I certainly agree. So you just came off a, a wonderful big event down there in Delaware. You just came off a great uh, golf out, you know, golf classic going on down there. What was your role in that whole world? Now, now that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, with the uh, PGA in town, just literally, you know, uh, two and a half miles right up Route 52 up in Greenville. Uh, we could, you know, walk there. <laughs> um, yeah, what it was, it was really, really cool. Just a great buzz that whole entire week leading up to the PGA, just with a lot of people coming in from out of town. Um, we, you know, we didn't really see, or, you know, we didn't see any golfers or, you know, there could have been some in here, but nobody really recognized them and they didn't really introduce themselves as a golfer. But we did see a lot of like TV, um, like newscasters and, and whatnot and people that were people that were kind of working like behind the scenes, you know, I guess kind of, stocking up with some wine or beer maybe for their hotel rooms. Um, a lot of these guys stayed like right downtown Wilmington. So they literally drove right by us every single day. Uh, the restaurants really tore it up, which is great. Uh, they, they saw a huge, huge increase. Um, but yeah, just great for the economy. And I tell you, Wilmington country club really, really pulled it off. Um, I mean, they have a hundred plus thousand people, you know, Oh my God. It's insane to me that they, they did what they did. I mean, I was there on Sunday, the closing day of it. And, uh, I, I was blown away by the, how organized it was. And even we Ubered there cause that was just the simplest way to do it. And just even the Uber drivers were saying, wow, these guys really got it down. You know, they really, uh, you know, we've done big events, you know, the, you know, Uber drivers saying, you know, we, we do big events, concerts, whatever. And it's always a, jammed up with traffic but these guys have a great system here so it was just positive all the way around it was great a beautiful week too god remember that week it was just oh, of course, an insanely well, gorgeous week so it was perfect yep, yep. perfect for golf and, and I, if i recall you had your own little like uh, miniature golf course going on in in the store there you know, yeah you yeah that was opportunity cool. to uh do a little putting inside and uh you know get a little bit of discount going on too Great, you know, we still have it. Thing. We still have it up. People loved it so much, and you know, we're like, yeah, you want to take a, a, you know, we give people five putts, and um, we're like, well, you know, do five putts in a row, and we'll give you five percent off whatever is on the counter for uh, whatever, however times they sink it. So if they sink it twice, they get ten percent off their purchase. If they sink it five times, we're doing twenty five percent off. So people were, were loving it. We've had a couple twenty five percent. But, you know, it's usually two or three, so 10 to 15% off. Um, but, yeah, come on, Gene. i got to see what you got. Your putting <laughs> I, action. You know what? i got to make a trip down. That's, that's, that's the deal. i got to come down and take a couple shots, you know. Love it. Love I get it. to bring my own putter? Oh, yeah, you have to bring your own putter. I mean, we have plenty here, but, you know, you're a professional, so you got to bring your own putter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you never played with me on, with, on a tournament or, you know, there. Yes, but that's where it's at. So, Frank, what are you what are you drinking this holiday coming up here? What what's on the table? What's on the table? You know, um, yeah, I, I you know I probably said it last time, but I'm all about bubbly. You know, I'm loving the bubbly, like rosé, sparkling wines, um, just Mirabelle from uh, Schramsberg. Uh, the Mirabelle rosé is one of my favorites. 
had some of that um, over the this past weekend with some friends. Just really, really love that wine. It's about half the price of the Strandsburg uh, Napa Valley vintage uh, sparkling, and just just delicious. I love it. Um, but yeah, you know, just and but then it's funny, you know, kind of just sticking to the summary stuff. But I'm so tempted because I mean, for the past three weeks, we've had so much like a delicious pumpkin beer and Oktoberfest and coffee stouts and like all these uh, fall winter beers coming in. And um, yeah, I've had to like indulge in those a little bit too. I kind of go, it's like that, you know, that early end of August, early September is this back and forth with, you know, the last of the summer saisons and into like these uh, pumpkin spice latte <laughs> uh, stouts. Yeah, it's amazing the the talent and the uniqueness and creativity that you know microbreweries have come up with in the last five six years, bringing oh outside God. ingredients and just really doing some creative seasonal flavors that just oh, you know knock just, the socks off. It really just like the year. There's uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Dewey Beer Company. Uh, sure, downstate, sure. yeah, Dewey Beer Company in like near near Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Uh, yep. These guys, just Google them and just look at their flavors. Dewey Beer Company. Oh my God, they're they do these uh, sour beers, but they're, I mean, it, like I'm not exaggerating. It could be like a banana, marshmallow, peanut butter milkshake sour beer, like crazy, <laughs> crazy, like you name it, and and they're doing it. They're fermenting. It's absolutely insane to me. And people are just eating it up. Uh, and they'll be here at our uh, last of the summer as well on, on the uh, 18th. They're, they're, they're probably one of the ones that is kind of really uh, – they're, they're probably the hottest brewery right now in Delaware, without a doubt. Um, just doing crazy off-the-wall stuff, and, and people are just eating it up. Really cool stuff. Yeah, I was thinking about reaching out to you the other day. A good friend of mine in Delaware uh, – uh, Fellow wine lover and a great chef and, and educator as well, Chef um, Jerry down in, in um, Delaware has a did a tasting at his restaurant the other day, uh, a dinner based on the '76 Blind Paris wine tasting. Oh wow! Nice, nice. And it was. Uh, I actually have to introduce you to Gary Edwards. I think he too will just you know hit it off big time. He's a great chef. He's in Maryland and. And, okay. Um, but he's a, he's from Philadelphia region originally and he's up here a lot and just a great guy. But I was thinking, you know what? And he did a dinner around this. I was like, we need to do that up in our area, you know, kind of recreate that blind Paris wine tasting in 76. And for our listeners who don't know, it's when American wines really took the forefront because in a blind tasting, they outshined and they were picked as the best wines over you know, the French wines at the time, um, and, and, um, became the basis of a movie in 2008, Bottle Shock, which is a great yeah. movie, you know, you ever saw it. And then what people don't know is they actually recreated that many years later. And of course, who won California again. Right. But Chateau Montalina Chardonnay, that was the, the big winner. Chateau Montalina. That's right. That's, which that's we right. still carry those wines. Those wines are amazing. I love Chateau Montalina. We're going to be out in Napa yeah. in October and, uh, it's always one of my favorite stops. It's beautiful. Love that place. 
Uh, you know, I might have to give you a little shopping list because I have uh, a couple vineyards out there that I love to to get some wine from that are a little difficult. But you know, yes, there are some there are some great things out there. Yeah, let me know. What else is uh, what else is hot in the fall here? What, you know, what do you see? What are you going to see the trends with besides these wonderful pumpkin flavors and things like that? What's our listeners uh, be in tune for? So you know what I'm seeing a lot as well as um, they're just coming out of the woodwork are Japanese whiskeys. Um, sure. You know, sure. just like I'd say, even like years ago, like you know, we had our you know the Hibiki and um, uh, Yamazaki and you know, like uh, there were like two, three, four, maybe that we could get. Oh my God. There, there's a slew of ridiculously delicious, um, Japanese whiskeys. Now we're actually doing a tasting at the end of the month on, uh, on a Thursday, I believe it's the, the 30th of September in the store. It's a Friday, Friday, the 30th, uh, from four to seven on Japanese whiskeys. And, uh, Oh, yeah, just like five. Might, like, have, might have to be a hotel room nearby. Yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I tell you, they're uh, you know a, a lot of these, the ones I mentioned, like Hibiki, Yamazaki. They're just they're they're just allocated, tough to get. They're kind of like the Pappy Van Winkle of uh, sure. you know of Japanese whiskey. Um, but there's so many others that are coming out that are just small, tiny production. You know, a lot of them are doing kind of the same things that like you see like. Irish whiskeys, you know, and, and even scotch, how they uh, age them in bourbon barrels or uh, sherry cask or, you know, Madeira, Portwood, um, but just really, really great. And, and, and price, they're, you know, they're not crazy. I'd say they're all like in at least the ones that we have that we brought in recently are priced between the, you know, 35 and $80 price point for like some of the real top, top ones. That that's with some age very reasonable. Well. I mean, we're in our own minds going to pay that in a heartbeat for the Japanese. Yeah, whiskey. no doubt. I mean, right, anybody right. else who likes that, you know. So you're heading out to Napa to do a little exploration. I know you like to reach out to the different wine regions in the world and do some trips there. Anything else besides Napa plans for your future that uh, is going to influence what we see coming out of the store? So let's see. In the future, I'd say yeah. I'd say it's going to be Napa. Napa is definitely. Uh, you know, that's going to kind of be our, I haven't done a wine trip to Napa for quite some time or even a wine trip for that matter, just with COVID and whatnot. So yeah, it's my first one in, I guess, three years. Um, and, uh, yeah, just looking forward to it for sure. Um, have some appointments lined up with some really cool winemakers and see what they're doing. And, uh, I, for sure, I'll be bringing back some new, new cool selections for sure. Well, if you happen to wander by Trefesset and stop in, you know, give me a call and I'll, I'll uh, let you know, you know. Nice. That's so, your favorite. Yeah, no, I love Trefesset. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, I'm, I'm a big Trefesset fan. It's, you know, certainly uh, a fabulous winery and just, you know, great, great production house. So we just got in some of their Halo, which is like their kind of like their, you know, the creme de la creme, like their Opus One yes. of, of their wine. It's, it's a gorgeous wine. Oh my God. It's so insane. Our, our rep actually tasted us on it. And, um, yeah, beautiful on the inside and outside. It's gotta be the most gorgeous label, like in the wine industry. It's just wow. incredible art on the label. It's amazing. I think I'm great I wine. I like having to come down this weekend. Nice. So. Nice. 
So for our listeners out there who want to uh, get it, you know, come out to your end of the season uh, tasting and learn about meads and distilleries and breweries and everything else, and for you know all things wine and spirits, how can our listeners uh, find out more about Frank's Wine? So we uh, we have it on our website at frankswine.com. Um, and yeah, there's uh, right on our homepage. You just kind of scroll down a little bit. You'll see our Jeremiah logo, Last Sips of Summer. Click onto it, and you'll see all the, the list of vendors that we'll be pouring. Uh, there'll be live music as well. Um, and it's two different food trucks. General admission is like a $40 ticket, and then there's reserve seating for $50. Uh, the reserve seating is almost sold out, um, but, but lots of, reserve, lots of uh, general admission going on. Miss Delaware will be here, which is cool, right? Um, just, we're, we're trying to make it all Delaware-centric. We have Miss Delaware here. We're, we're doing a, uh, a giveaway. It was, so the beneficiary as well, I should mention them, it's for the Delaware Symphony Orchestra. Uh, we're Absolutely. raising money for you them. support often. I, I know that. You're a big, big supporter of the arts, and you have an uber-talented artistic daughter as well. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That's great. Um, but yeah, frankswine.com, best way to check it all out. And, um, yeah, we, we've got, and it's also like listed locally on the, uh, the, the local wine events. Frank, it's always a pleasure to have you on Food Farms and Chefs. I look forward to, uh, coming down and seeing you very soon, drinking some wines with you. And, uh, thank you for coming on, telling us about, uh, end of the season, what's going on and your great events. For our listeners out there, frankswine.com, I'm going to tell you there's no better wine and spirit store anywhere. Thank you, Frank. Thank, thank you both. Thank you all. I really appreciate it. PhillyRestaurantReviews.com for all information about the show. Emerald's birth. You can find me across social media at ARPolicus, or if you'd like to be a guest or sponsor of the show, email me at ARPolicus at gmail.com. Chef Gene. You can find me across social media at IBFoodie2 or at Gene Blum, or you can email me directly at IBFOODIE, the number two, at yahoo.com. Have a great week, everybody. Remember, Restaurant Week Center City, December 12th. Be there. We'll see you next week. 